again, happy Father's Day, dads. Uh, we hope it's a special day for you. But today, is, it's not just your day today. Today is the day that we honor our graduates. And so, um, specifically our high school graduates, we've already honored our college, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are so grateful for our college graduates as well. Before you came in, there was a little uh, bulletin out there that had a list of all of our graduates, both high school and college. And so before you leave, if you didn't grab one, make sure you get one. So you can pray over those kids, but also if you wanna send a note of encouragement, you'll know who they are, you'll know what their future plans are. And so, um, but I just wanna take a few moments um, and just to take, this is a big deal. This is a big occasion in our students' lives. And so we, we do celebrate together as a church because we are family. And so um, I want to take a few minutes to charge our graduates. They're here in the congregation. Some of them are. And so I'm going to let them stay with their families uh, for the time being before we call them up. But um, I also just want to say I, I'm so thankful for our student ministry and for our, um, our young adult ministry our student leaders are just the best, and a lot of them have been uh, serving for, gosh, a long time, since Jesus, right, Jamie? Yeah. And Bob? <laughs> um, they knew Jesus, and so they were able to tell the kids exactly, just kidding, we tease them about that all the time, uh, but we're just so grateful for our student ministry team and just the ways that they consistently pour out pour themselves out for our students and they prepare lessons and they're there for all the special things and they're rooting them on and I'm just so incredibly grateful and I am so grateful for our young adult and college ministry because you guys it is not normal for a church these days to have a a booming young adult ministry and our church has one and they're meeting on Sundays they're also meeting on Thursdays and there's about 20 kids in there each time I mean that's that's amazing and so I'm so so grateful and just because I was looking out and I, I think this is gonna be really cool if you are a student ministry alumni so you grew up in the student I don't care if well maybe since I've been here if um, if you would stand if you've graduated from our, or if you're a current student in our youth group would you stand if you grew up in our student ministry or you are a current student, look, Michael, that's a lot. You too, you too as well. I see you guys in the back not standing, but anyway, um, the, thank you. Go ahead and take a seat. Look, they're here. They're here, and we are so grateful. And so I want to take a moment because um, this is the one Sunday I get to do this. I want to charge our graduates before we call them up here. I want to give them a charge uh, this morning. Um, and I know that graduates receive a lot of advice this time of year from lots of different people. They have mom and dad telling them what they need to do next. They've got friends telling them how they should be spending their time. They have guidance counselors and academic advisors helping them get things in order so that they don't mess it up at the last second. They have their youth ministers challenging them in graduation services and they have community leaders that are inspiring them at graduation ceremonies. But ultimately, after all the advice has been given, graduates, it's your life to live, and you get to choose how you will live it. We can try to tell you about it. We can try to tell you to live your life well. We can try to give you all the warnings we can. We can try to challenge you to make a difference, but no one can live your life for you. You have to make your own choices, and you have to live with the results. And for your parents, this is a time that's filled with a lot of excitement, anxiety, and probably a little or a lot of fear. They're wondering, what's going to come of all the prayers that we prayed for you when you were young? Will you embarrass us or will you make us proud? 
Will you be safe when you're out running around on your own? Or will you still call to check in? Or will you only call when you need more money? And not that I would know that from experience. Um, this is an emotional time for the parents. But also for you graduates, this is a unique time that is filled with a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety, and perhaps a little fear. Or in the words of Taylor Swift, maybe you feel happy, free, confused, and lonely all at the same time. Yes? Stepping out into the great unknown always brings out these kinds of emotions because it forces us to consider questions that will define your future. Questions like, who has God called me to be at this time in my life? What has God called me to do at this time in my life? And do I have what it takes? Those are questions about identity, purpose, and provision, and you won't always have the freedom or the time on your hands to pray and think and dream and talk about your answers to those questions. The grown-up world is going to demand a lot of you. Decisions, appointments, bills, work. Before, you're no before you know it, you're caught up in the daily grind that keeps you from answering those questions. All your time and energy are going to be swallowed up, and there's not a lot of freedom left to think about great possibilities. The real world is not going to afford you to dream about the future and what God might be calling you to do. But you have time right now to think about those questions while you're standing at the boundary line between the old world that you've known and the new world ahead. And in the Old Testament, Israel found itself precisely in that place at the boundary line between the past and the future, but they didn't get there quickly. While under Pharaoh in Egypt, Israel endured harsh taskmasters to obey and large quota demands to be met. They had no freedom, no power, no place, and no authority. Much like school, but way worse. When God finally rescued them from their situation, they didn't know who they were on, uh, or what they were supposed to do with their freedom. People had been telling them what to do for 400 years, and now they had to be responsible for themselves. But God was gracious to them. He told them about who they were and what they were to do, and God promised them that they could make it and that they had what it took. But as we all know, the Israelites got tripped up time and time again, and they began answering those questions about identity and purpose and provision in all the wrong ways. And they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They lost sight of who God called them to be and what God had called them to do. And it's very similar to what happens to those students who show up on their college campuses or in their new workplaces, and they don't know how to respond to their newfound freedom with no one watching over them and telling them what to do. So many students, just like you, end up wandering in the wilderness. So these questions about identity and purpose and provision shouldn't be put off by students or adults sitting here today because they're important questions for all of us. Israel found itself at the edge of the promised land, at the boundary line between their past and their future. And there was no question about where they were going, but there were many questions about who they would be and what they would do and if they had what it takes to accomplish the task when they got there. So they paused on the banks of the Jordan River to listen to Moses deliver a 30-chapter commencement speech about the answers to those questions, otherwise known as the book of Deuteronomy. And at the end of the speech, Moses passes the leadership baton to his assistant Joshua, and then Moses passes away. And as you can imagine, Joshua is very overwhelmed by the big expectations that now rest upon him. And he's about to step out into the great unknown, so he's probably feeling some excitement, anxiety, and a little or a lot of fear. And then God spoke to him right there at the boundary line between the past and the future. And he says this, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. 
Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, I know a lot of things have changed since the days of Joshua, but there are a few things that haven't changed, and this is what I really want to charge our graduates with today, and all of you sitting here today. First, you must remember who God called you to be. Joshua is the one God God called to lead, and people will always second-guess a leader. Why are we crossing here and not there? Why are we waiting so long? Why do they get to go across first? Why are we going so slow? Everyone has an opinion about everything. So the words that precede Joshua's call to lead are, be strong and courageous. Joshua had to stand with strength and courage in order to remember who God called him to be. If he forgot who God called him to be, he probably would have given up or given in or settled for something less. And the same is true for you. God has called each of you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And remembering this requires strength and courage because there are people, sometimes friends, sometimes advertisers, sometimes even family members who will offer ideas and plans for you that may encourage you to settle for second best. You will have people pulling you in all sorts of directions and offering you all kinds of opportunities, but like Joshua, you must remember who God has called you to be. The second thing that hasn't changed is that you must remember what God has called you to do. In verse 7, God tells Joshua to be careful to obey all the law that Moses gave. Don't turn away from it and don't compromise on it. At the heart of remembering what God has called you to do is the book, God's Word, the Bible. Whatever you do, do not neglect God's Word. The Bible is full of examples of people asking God who he is and what he wants, and God answers faithfully every time. It gives us every bit of wisdom that we need when we're struggling to live in obedience and live in a right relationship with God. It's the book that God uses, according to 2 Timothy 3.17, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God tells Joshua to keep the book of the law always on your lips, so talk about it. Meditate on it day and night, so read it and think about it, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. If you're going to remember what God has called you to do when you go from the past to the next, then you need to read the book and think about it and find some friends that you can talk with about it. Then you will do what it says. Actually doing what the Bible says requires strength and courage because other people will be quick to point out that the Bible is outdated and has no relevance to our lives today. And here's what breaks my heart. Many Christian graduates who are being recognized in their churches across the country this year will go on to adopt that stance for themselves in the next four years. My prayer is that it won't happen to our graduates. Holiness, love, grace, and truth are not outdated and are not irrelevant. The Bible isn't the problem. If you're going to remember what God has called you to do, then you're going to have to get into the Bible and allow the Bible to get into you. The last thing that hasn't changed is that you must remember that you have what it takes. Joshua had what he needed to be who God had called him to be and to do what God had called him to do because he wasn't setting out on the journey alone. He had the people of God on his side, but more importantly, he had God. Verse 9 says, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. And I want each of our graduates to know today that you never need to feel like you're all alone on the journey, 
because the people of this church are on your side. But most importantly, I want you to know that you never need to doubt that you have what it takes because God is on your side. His Holy Spirit is with you wherever you go, so in him you have everything that you need. When you cross the boundary line from the future uh, into the future that God has for you, there's going to be times when you're going to feel like giving up. There'll be times that you don't know what to do. There are going to be times when you're lost trying to find who you are, but don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Be strong and courageous. Remember who God has called you to be. Remember what God has called you to do. And remember that you have what it takes because of the power of Christ in you. And may you be successful wherever you go and prosper in whatever you do. So congratulations, class of 2023. We love you and we are so very proud of you.